fellow investigators and welcome back to our video podcast into the darkness where my friends and i play the call of cthulhu role-playing game i'm your host tom Rayleigh. the scenario is carnival of madness it was written by alex galat and ian christensen who is also our gm it's available from drive Through rpg and this is episode two our recap will be done by shan sabin as his character james o'connor so without any further delay let's continue our journey into the darkness shams Jeepers, this has been a crazy night so far. We've taken a detour to this place called Carnival Pandemonium. It's been real groovy so far, but I have this weird feeling that there's just something wrong. Ever since Andy, Jeff, and I went to that fortune teller, Madame Fortuna, we, we got our tarot cards read, and it was very ominous. The first card was a two-headed girl that eerily resembled that, that missing girl, Alice Lambert. The, the left head was malicious, but the right was kind. Dark twins, one form in constant turmoil. Then there was this card of a nude woman with an ebony dagger, something about a ritual, a woman of power from a dark age, a, a burning scarecrow on a burning throw, a sacrifice, a king has no power without a throne. A broken sky filled with giant wasps. Focusing on a threat gives it the power to harm us. Dozens of predatory eyes. A smoking pistol with a bloody grip. Traveler, do not stray from the path. Evil lurks in dark places. The final card was a burning city skyline. Filled with distant screams and laughter. And feral children devouring a woman. And that missing girl was there again. With a dagger in her head. I've never seen tarot cards like those before. After that rattling experience and a bit of Jumbo's fried dough, we entered the costume contest and got second place. I'm really kicking myself for getting that wig. We split up after that. Andy, Robert, and Frank went off to the games, or went off to the see the freak show, while Jeff and I played some carnival games. He made a bet that whoever lost more games would have to run through the carnival naked. I didn't do so hard on the clown dunk, but I won on the end. Now it's time to sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Oh, damn it. I missed the smoke sesh. Excellent. <clears throat> well, James and Jeff, the, uh, the two of you were at the ball toss when we left off with you last, I believe, correct? Ski ball, I think. Or was it ski ball? Right. Right next to the ball toss, or across from the ball toss. It's about 8 o'clock. You know they're still in the freak show, or you can go back and check to see if they've come out yet. But um, Yeah, do you want to play some more games? or? Well, uh, fair is fair, Jeff. I mean, uh, James. So I guess I'm going to strip down to my underwear, and uh, I'll probably run, run around the merry-go-round if you want to watch. Oh, by all means. I'm going right, to get some well, more of Jumbos. Better, uh, better keep up. I start the <laughs> strip. Okay. Yeah, you get a lot of people eyeballing you because you're taking off your, your whole Fred getup, right? 
<clears throat> so what you got? You've got the how many shirts is that? I mean, you got the the sweater and and not, not an ass copy. He's got the scarf, right? The, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're wearing it right now, literally, right? So yes. <laughs> how long does it take you to take all this stuff off? Like, uh, probably 10, 15 seconds. Okay, nice. You just yeah. peel it right just off. Just yank it off. I toss them the stuff. Like, carry this. Excellent. And... So you're kind of standing in the middle of the uh, the, the 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 games, kind of midway here, or whatever mm -hmm. you call it. You know. Um. So which way are you running? Where are you running to? Uh, I'm gonna run towards merry-go-round. Excellent. Okay, so you're running. You haven't gone to the games yet. So you go running past the freak show, you know, the, the carnival uh, or the, the freak show Barker is still putting on his spiel about all the marvelous sights inside the uh, inside the freak show. Uh, you go running past the main tent. Lots of families are looking at you. What the hell is this guy doing? You're in your boxers or whatever, right? Or your yeah. briefs guy. Which, yeah, they're, uh, they're heart-shaped boxers. Heart-shaped nice. boxers? Nice. Heart, heart patterned. So, yeah, you come running up and you can hear the music playing on the carousel and, and the uh, the the ferris wheel itself which is called the um wheel of fate you know you can see the paint actually if you look at your map you can even see the, the sign mm -hmm. on the side of it there um and of course there's the uh, uh the loop of plane going in the background um you could do a whole lap around the games you know yeah. there's people lined up for pretty much everything especially the fair uh the, the wheel of fate it's got a lot of a lot of people there um where are you gonna go from there then run out towards the asylum out the, other, um, the other the other wing the other arm of the yeah might board. as well i said i'd do you a lap you, around the whole you're gonna lap the whole thing right yeah so right so then you go running past performers row it's a little after eight o'clock so uh we have the uh, marvelous baron vladislav on stage uh let me see here that's the wrong thing baron vladislav carnival center um <clears throat> pardon me Performers row, eight o'clock p.m. Um, oops, I went too far. There we go. That is eight thirty. That's eight o'clock. So the mar marvel marvelous Baron Vladislav is uh, on stage. Um, he's got dark hair and a black mm -hmm. robe trimmed with a uh, gold. Um, and as you go running by, he's got a wooden table covered with a long yellow cloth. And uh, he's got Carmina Barana playing on a, on a record player in the background. I definitely um, want to catch my breath and stop. So, and this has got my attention. Okay. So I'm just going to oh, be okay. in my underwear watching this. So the Baron uh, makes a dramatic gesture and causes a pillar of sulfurous fire and smoke to erupt behind him. Uh, he immediately begins a series of wordless conjuring, such as producing ravens <clears throat> out of an iron pot, tossing a ball of fire at the audience that explodes into a shower of paper flowers. And in his finale, um, you know, which, which uh, you know, is, is beginning, he uh, does a, a, an incantation, spins in a circle and vanishes, leaving just his cloak on the floor empty. And the, the audience starts to applaud. Um, oh. Sorry. Oh, I said bravo. Ah, really good show. Bravo. And he uh, he bows, and uh, the announcer comes up and says, "In a few moment, in a few minutes, ladies and gentlemen, uh, Rattlesnake Archie will take the stage." 
and you get a lot of people like kind of get like looking at you and some people are a little bit kind of probably turned up by like kids with people with little kids you know um but one dude comes up to you you know and he's uh you know looks like he's maybe in his 30s and uh, says hey man uh did you lose a bet or something oh yeah i i lost i haven't seen much security around here but there was a cop passing out flyers earlier you you might want to steer clear of him in, in in that state Thanks for the heads up. Thanks for the heads yeah. up. I'm gonna probably get my clothes back now from uh from James. Yeah, you, uh, James. You, did you run around the carnival with him so far? Yeah, I mean, I was carrying his clothes, and I wanted cool. to see this. So, <laughs> and especially, I feel like I would have saw the Baron as well. Too fairly. Yeah, <laughs> and he hasn't uh, finished his lap yet. You know, he's still got to do the. Uh, uh, you've already lived up to the the bed. We <laughs> you've ran around most of the carnival, anyways. I don't want to get you arrested. Yeah, <laughs> it was Fair a good enough. bet. So, indeed. Well, do we want to get some food and, or maybe just go back to see if we could catch up with them at the freak show or what? I mean, if they're still busy at the freak show, if you want to look at this, uh, this Archie guy, the master of knives, it says here on the, uh, the flyer. Yeah, actually, I think that does sound pretty interesting. Yeah, it's only fifteen minutes. What could hurt? What could hurt? All right. <clears throat> so the uh, the announcer comes out on stage and says, now join me in welcoming to the stage one of the most dangerous men you'll never see coming. Raised in the pitiless deserts of the American Southwest, he is trained in the art of throwing blades for nearly four decades. You may have seen him as just another friendly smile along the carnival midway, but he is so much more than that. The Carnival Par- Pandemonium is proud to present Rattlesnake Archie, Master of Knives. And the crowd applauds. You know, there's quite a few people, a few dozen people at least, well, probably like maybe around 50 people standing here in front of the stage kind of area watching. A lot of kids too. Um, and you, might have, you see a man you might have seen earlier on the Midway uh, at the knife throwing booth. He... Uh, comes up to the stage did you see him i can't remember did you, what, you didn't do knife throw did you i don't think we did uh, i don't think no. you did so uh archie is uh he's got dark hair he's in his mid-30s average uh, looks to be in his mid-30s anyway he's uh average height weight um he's got a clean cut shirt black slacks shiny black shoes and red suspenders um, a stark white uh, apron hangs around his waist with several throwing knives tucked neatly in a series of pockets. Um, and as he comes to the stage for the knife throw, uh, performance throw. Oops, too far again. Oh, snake Archie. Um, <clears throat> he's followed on stage by a pair of carnies. Uh, that carry a, a wooden door modified to stand on its own. And once it's all set up, Archie removes a line of six knives from his belt that shine like mirrors in the light. As you watch, his hands flick six times so quickly that you barely see him move. The knives almost magically appear in the target door with loud cracks, each landing just outside the perimeter of a human silhouette that's painted on the door. Archie turns to the audience with a big friendly smile and says, May I have one volunteer from the audience? And he begins to look around. 
I'm gonna whisper to James, like I think several hands their, are already up, but he seems yeah. to kind of ignore them as he's looking around. I think I'll they need a fair hand. maiden, right, Daphne? Well, if they've got a wig, uh, we don't need a wig. I'm gonna push James forward. <laughs> yeah, I, I, my hand is raised as well. No problem. He he brings you up on stage, and the audience applauds you. Um, and uh, he he has you stand in front of the silhouette and says, "Now I want you to stand here and remain very, very still." You got it, boss. Very still, he says again. And then, um, if you want, you can make a psychology check. Actually. Oh, okay. You're, he's got full eye contact. He's focusing on you. Um, the crowd didn't hear what he said to you. But it might be one of the nights where my die, dice are hot because that is an 07 out nice. of 50. So you feel very nervous all of a sudden. Um, and it becomes almost an active fear as he begins to kind of walk away and, uh, and turn towards you. Um, pulling out several more knives. Um, <clears throat> and as you're kind of looking at him and he's holding these knives, looking at you, you, you feel like an active fear coming over you and you see him for what you think he truly is. And this guy is a killer. Um, you can give me a sanity check, please. I, I can see, see the look of death in his eyes. To see how still you stand um, as he gets ready to throw six more knives at you. Yeah, so about that. Okay. I rolled a 56 and I have 53 right now. Okay, how much did you start with? 60. So you're in trouble once you hit 40. No, once you hit 50. I'm right? five points 48, 48 away yeah, 48. from the bad zone. Okay, you're going to lose two more points of sanity just as you're staring this down. Um, and you do twitch after the first knife hits just out, just near your head on the right side. Mm -hmm. um, and he's already in the process of throwing the second and third. Um, so you twitch a little bit um, and you have a parent, a moment of, uh, of fear as you wonder if any of these six knives, which he ends up throwing in a few seconds, um, and you, you're worried if any of them hit you, but even with your, your arm kind of raised towards your face from when the first knife hit, He's perfectly outlined you with these six knives. Um, the audience immediately erupts into applause. I don't know if 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 you do or, or not, Jeff. That's up to you. But uh, I, I'm just kind of frozen and taking it in. I'm just going to slowly like stumble forward and off. I'm stiff as he a board. He comes up and he uh, like helps you helps you down gracefully. You know, like just hold a hand out to help you uh, move. And step down from the stage, or you know, towards the. Oh, he uh, takes my hand. Stairs and, off the stage. Uh, that that makes a, a shiver go up my. Because I'm just like, oh, he's touching me. Oh, he says he says, uh, I told you not to move. Sorry, sorry, sir. I, I lost my nerves. And he kind of kind of helps you over to the uh, stairs down off the stage. And then. Um, <clears throat> He does some more tricks, continues to do tricks as you go down and join Jeff. Uh, having an assistant hold a balloon for him to break with a knife. Then they, uh, they put a celery stick in their mouth, which he cuts in half expertly. 
And uh, for his finale, he throws uh, three knives blindfolded while the assistant holds their hand flat against the surface of the target. And all three blades land around the hand. Oh. Oh, that was oh. so cool, James. Like, oh. His eyes, Jeff, those are... He's got the eyes of a killer. Killer? I mean, I heard some of these these tricks are safe because those knives, they must have been like magnetized or something. I sure hope so. Uh, I think I want to get another drink. Okay. And then we can meet up with uh, the rest of the gang. That's a good idea. I'm going to head up to the old gang by the barrel (laughs) and then show. Back to the rest of the gang inside the freak show. Uh, you're coming up to as uh, Nino Escaraballo, right? Yeah. That's exhibit E, I think. Guys, this e? is this is pretty e. scary in here. Some of these freaks are wild. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I'm pretty excited. We'll definitely say the fishman was kind of weird. Mm. The tattoos is odd. Yep. They're all a little weird, man. So, Tom, we're going to go with a phobia of tattoos for you, for your underlying madness, for character Andy's underlying madness. Right? As we discussed. So, uh, you have a... Anytime you're around tattooed people, you'll get a penalty die on any actions or rolls you have to make of that sort. Except for sanity rolls. I get distracted by looking at them and seeing if they're going to move. Right. So you guys are moving into Exhibit E, and uh, in here, a similar display, you know, set up as all the previous exhibits. Beneath a single overhead light is a two-foot diameter glass cylinder sitting on top of a stained and battered wooden crate. The vessel is about four feet tall and sealed at either end with partially corroded brass caps held in place with stout, square-headed bolts. The ghastly thing suspended within the cloudy yellow liquid looks vaguely like an oversized fetus, but instead of having arms, it has dozens of insectoid legs that curl around it. Where the face should be are dozens of beetle black eyes of various sizes and a wide distended mouth. A long slug-like tongue hangs halfway down its length and you can see a kind of sphincter or mouth on the end of it. Uh, You watch in horror as the terrible specimen twitches its chitinous legs and emits a wet gurgling coo. Uh, this requires a sanity check from all three of you. Yeah. Oh, shit. boy. <laughs> As I take another puff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you lit that up in the, the cannibals yep. room? No, even before that, right? The sale. Yeah. Or yeah. 94 out of uh, 60 or 53. The, the weeds on my side, 27. <laughs> I failed. Okay. I so success, you, you lost one, Frank. How did you do, Andy? I feel miserably. Okay. Andy, you're going to lose two more and have another bout of madness, which we'll come to in a second. I just probably passed my threshold for sure. Um, for you, uh, Robert, yeah. Um, actually, I only rolled a one. That is past my threshold. That hits your threshold? Okay. Yeah. Ooh. What kind of underlying insanity can we give you? Well, let's see what we get for your uh, bouts of madness first, shall we? You're afraid of baby insects. <laughs> <laughs> I'm afraid of fetuses. 
first I want to look at your bouts of madness. So Andy, go ahead and roll a D4 and a D10. D4 and a D10. Where's that D4? I'll just roll the D4 first, actually, because depending on what you roll, I might have one. Roll a, D10. a one. Okay, then roll a D10. Yep. Eight. Eight. You become disoriented and suddenly have a difficult time focusing on anything. Um, you get the names, your companions messed up. You're going to have trouble navigating like a room or, or the carnival. Um, but um, yeah, so you're going to be confused for, for several rounds until it's no longer, probably until you move on to the next uh, exhibit. And um, for yourself, I need the same, a D4 please there for uh sorry it was a robert robert frank's fine frank lost one point and you haven't hit your threshold yet right nope Nope. okay you okay andy you okay man so you're all startled you all lost in but uh i don't know uh, robert uh, uh, d4 uh d4 i got four okay so that case it's two um give me um two d10s please Am 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 I Jeff? What? Um, yeah, um I'm sorry, uh, Robert. Three. Something weird's going three. on. Okay, and another D10. Did you roll one D10? It was a three. I rolled. I rolled uh, two of them together. Oh, you rolled a one out of two. Yeah. I'm sorry. Cool. In that case, interesting. Hmm. So you're gripped by the sudden feeling that you're just. you're you're destined to suffer escape is impossible you're trapped in here with this fucking moving bug baby thing which is in a four foot tall cylinder so it's not exactly small it looks kind of like a fetus but it's not fetus sized Uh, it's moving you you don't know how you can get back if you go back you gotta go past that fucking cannibal woman again Um, and it's dark because they only light one exhibit at a time um, so yeah, you're just kind of emotionally overtaken by that. And also, although you won't notice this yet, um, I'll need a spot hidden check from Frank because he's the only one who's not mad at the moment. Yeah, Frank. Frank's here. Yes. Well, that was a ninety, so I'm not seeing shit because I'm more uh, focused on the fact that I think. I'm out of my mind because Andy keeps calling me other names and I'm that high. I think I'm actually might be called Jeff. I don't know. I'm I'm sitting here standing in front of a talking dog. I don't understand this at all. (laughs) I I, I don't think I'm going to make it guys. This is, we need to get out of here. Yeah. Robert, Robert, Robert and Andy just have a, have a, have a puff. (laughs) Do you, do you want to push through to the next exhibit? Just quickly get the hell out of here. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll, I, try, I, definitely I'll try. Definitely. I'll try. I'll ship them both. <laughs> okay. So as soon as the, uh, the the light indicates, you can move on to the next exhibit. You guys push out to get away from this thing, and it twitches again just before you do. <laughs> um. What getting what out the of fuck? there? You know, you, you start to feel a little bit. I feel a little bit better. Um. <sighs> Robert and uh, and and Andy, your confusion kind of wears off as as. Frank, I, I need another puff, man. I need another puff. What 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 the fuck? What the fuck was that? 
Oh, yeah. You're gonna have to li- you're gonna have to light another joint then because your first joint's definitely gone out by now. Yeah, <laughs> there ain't oh. nothing here, man. Well, <laughs> He's trying to well, hang, hang on. I go, you're smoking I've got... too much of that stuff. It's getting in the air and it's turning my. I'm turning into a. Oh, don't worry. As you walk into the fantastic frogman <sighs> exhibit, um, you can see a five foot diameter wooden tub that looks as if a massive barrel has been cut down uh, to to make it. It's roughly four feet deep with rusty steel bands binding the wooden planks. It has several deep scratches and gouges on the rim as if something rough is regularly scraped against it. The tub is nearly overflowing with murky, brackish water that reeks of tide pools and forgotten seaports. And sitting within is presumably a man, though his unsettling deformities make his heritage or age very difficult to guess. As you take in his appearance, it's impossible not to think that he's misnamed because he looks more like a fish than a frog. He has a narrow head with bulging, watery blue eyes that don't blink, a flat nose, a receding forehead and chin, and undeveloped ears. His long, thick lips and coarse, poured grayish cheeks are almost beardless, except for some sparse yellow hairs that straggle and curl in irregular patches. And in places, the surface seems oddly irregular, as if peeling from some terrible skin disease. His hands are large, heavily veined, and have an unusually modeled pattern. His fingers are strikingly short in proportions to the rest of the hand and are curled in closely uh, into the huge palm. His his lower half is mercifully concealed beneath the water, uh, but his head, arms, and torso are are predominantly grayish-green with hints of blue in the modeling. Um, There's a pallid white belly, slick and rubbery, um, and along the sides of his neck, you can see deep creases that palpitate as he breathes. After a moment, you realize they're gills. What the fuck? Are you, are you okay, man? He should have won the con- costume contest. <laughs> he went in first place for sure. Uh, are you okay in there? You... I'm going to need uh, sanity checks from all three of you again. Uh-huh. And I'll walk closer to the glass because I'm convinced this man's probably in a lot of yeah. pain. Yeah, they're bars actually. It's behind bars, but yeah. Oh god. I just Hell. barely passed. Oh my god. I got an 04. What is with my okay. 55 out of 53? Okay, so, so for the, the pass uh, for Andy, you lose one point. Um for Frank, you passed, you also lose one point. You still haven't hit your threshold. Nope. Okay. Nope. And for Robert, you failed, yeah. Yep. You lose two more points. And you were already past your threshold, right? Yes, I am. Uh, what's your underlying insanity from the bug boy paranoia uh, thing? The, not paranoia. It was more like uh, dread. Yeah. yeah, just like hopelessness. and. Uh... So what kind of uh, underlying insanity do you want to have? Um, a phobia or mania? Yeah, probably like a uh, phobia. Um, I definitely don't like anything that uh, looks like a fetus for sure. Okay. Or uh, fear of babies. You can have a fear fear of babies or a fear of bugs. A fear of babies? Yeah. Oh, no, let's go with bugs. More rational. Insectophobia? Yeah. Excellent. Uh, You can write that down in your character sheet somewhere, whatever you want to do. Take a note. You have insectophobia now. Um, and that's going to be positive madness from both of you. So roll two more, or, or each of you roll a D4, please. Each of who? Uh, Andy and Robert. Uh, 
because you're both already insane. So every time you oh. lose sanity, every time you lose sanity, you have about a madness. So do I roll? Uh, D4, please. My, for my all, um, optional charts that are featured here in Carnival. I got a one again. Okay, so another D10, please, Tom. And what did you roll? Seven. A two. Okay, so Tom, you will fixate on something related to the source of your sanity loss. In this case, you're fixated on this fish man creature. Um, you may try to rationalize experience or you might try to develop an explanation that you're absolutely certain is true, even if it's not. Um, but you're just kind of obsessed now with, with, with uh, kind of explaining this thing away. It's got to be a rubber suit. He's wearing a rubber suit. You rolled a two. I also need a D10 then from you, please, for uh, Robert. Ten. Ten? Mm-hmm. Um, excellent. Hmm. Okay. So as Andy, you're staring at this thing, trying to explain it away. Frank, you're just like smoking and taking a look at it. Um, it's weird for sure, but you know, it's, you're not freaking out or anything. Um, but Robert, you feel you, you're, you feel your wet your your neck is wet. You can feel like something running down your neck into your collar. Yeah. Like a like I'm seeing like how like grossy looks and stuff like that and all slimy and stuff. I'm starting to feel like that. Probably yeah, maybe like, you, you just kind of reflexively reach up and feel at it. Yeah, just like yeah, and you pull your hand away and there's blood. Uh, that that cut myself. Hey, hey, uh, yeah, hey, Amy. you have a you have you have a, a, a gash on your neck, dude. Um, are you bleeding? I, 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 I don't he's know. totally bleeding and now that you look at him Andy he looks different um, and you'll notice this too Frank if I assume you turn to look when he says he's bleeding right yeah I do you guys what, both notice his hair his hair has begun to uh, it's gone gray in certain sections uh, looks like he looks like he's fuck. aged he looks like he's aged about 10 years we gotta get the fuck out of here what the fuck I, I don't think I can handle it boys let's just push past the I don't care if it's dark or not. We know where we're going. We're just going straight ahead. Oh, man. You... We need to get you out of here, Robert. Let's go. You're bleeding. Hey, everybody, stop the show. We got to get out of here. He's bleeding. You do know. I hate to say it, Andy. I don't the, think the, frog gonna... man, the, 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 the frog boy just stares at you with his non-blinking eyes. Um, we just, we just got to. Do you want to? Do you want to check the wound? So yeah, yeah, I'm on, yeah. I mean, it, this room is lit for the moment, anyway. Mm-hmm. Who has first aid? Uh, I have forty-five in first aid. So I'll give it 50. a go. We'll both give it a go. I, 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 I basically jammed my fingers in it. Do I got? I got a ninety-eight. So I got an. I got oh. an eighty-five. Oh. So okay. Oh. I, wait, I, wait, wait, what's this? <laughs> so I get so, both my fingers in. So you had you hadn't actually lost any points of damage yet. It was a pretty superficial wound. Um, you know, it, it's just a minor cut. Actually, it's not very deep. You know, you didn't hit any arteries or anything. Um, but it's strangely reminiscent of one of the gills. You know, he has multiple gills. Frog boy. 
but strangely reminiscent of like one of his kills, the way it's positioned on his neck. And um, yeah. And his hair has definitely gone gray, like in, in in patches. Um, He doesn't look well. We got to get out or or just push forward. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you go up to the, and the light of open uh, appears for you to move on to the next room. Um, and the curtain slides aside with the metallic scrape. Standing in the center of the next exhibit is a six-foot taxidermied creature that looks a bit like a bear standing on its hind legs. The head looks like a combination of wild hog and wolf. The foreclaws are like those of a big cat, such as a mountain lion, and the rear legs are hooved like a buffalo. It has an alligator-like tail curled off behind it. The fur is dirty, matted, and posed as, the creature's pose as if rearing up to attack. Um, the, the sign says El Chupacabra, and there's a strong smell of musk in the room. Um, it has a pair of yellow eyes gazing ferociously at you, and there's a big wall, or a big red button, I'm sorry, on the wall next to the exhibit. It says, press here. Well, I think, I thought we were just going to push through. And not okay, you're going to push through to the next wait, room? Wait, wait. Oh, you two are, Frank gets a bit... Um... I just thought He's I'd describe right. it. It only takes you a moment to take it all in as you're passing Frank, through. Frank, your right? friend with, is with bleeding. Him high, with him high, he kind of just presses the button out of curiosity. He, he's still walking, but he just presses the button and continues walking. Okay. As you press the button, uh, the white light that's lighting the room goes out and it goes dark for a second, and a black light comes on a second later. Um, I, the, I, the, I, a loud recording plays. It sounds like a lion's roar. You know, like the sound on uh, what is it? Was it... Uh, Oh, what, what film company is it on TV with the line? MGM. Metro- MGM. MGM. It was MGM. Yeah, the MGM line. It's not as a roar exactly sounding like that. Um, also, I need spot hidden checks now that it's uh, in black light. Everything's different. I see um, it, Let me know if anybody gets a hard success. No bads. Yeah, regular. Okay. I didn't even succeed. <laughs> Three, five out of 50. Andy? There's no sound checks. I failed. Somewhere. I failed. You failed. Okay, cool. No problem. I'm sorry. And then the black light goes out and the white light comes back on. Um, so I'm just trying to push our way through. So you push through the curtain into the next exhibit. It's dark. Yeah. Um, are you I'm guys following following him? Yeah. Yeah. I'm, try to, I'm trying to stick I'm, close to him. I'm all confused. So, so you're fumbling oh, about into the exhibit. You can't quite see where you are. And then fumble about. You find the. You finally find the the way into the next one. You think you hear while you're in this first room past El Chupacabra in the dark, fumbling around. You think you hear like a uh, a hissing sound, like a serpentine kind of sound. But then you just push through into another dark uh, room, and, and it's very quiet. You push your way through there, um, and you get to another one, um, which is partially lit just by the exit sign right. uh, beyond it. Um, and as you kind of walk through, you'll see lit by the red light of the exit sign. You can see the, the exhibit sign says the Yeti. Um, and you think you can see something shit like a, some kind of a large crate or almost like a coffin shaped crate, but it's too big um, inside that exhibit. But uh, and then you see the exit door and you just go straight out, out back into the carnival. I go straight out and I hold the door open and I go, come on, you guys get out. I'm going. Robert, you, we need to get you some medical help yeah 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 that's yeah, for sure what the point what was the point of that button i know i shouldn't have pressed it but what the, 
I don't know. Just turn the lights out. Probably scare everyone. Fucking pointless. We are walking. What? Yeah. <laughs> Walk out. I'm, so, I'm holding on to Robert. That's cool. Andy, as you uh, step out into the carnival, um, give me a sanity check. Uh, fail. I've got my spliff in my mouth holding on to Robert. Okay. Helping. You can pull my, my image here again. My Sorry, my map. Um, there I got it. Okay. So you come out of the freak show, um, the exits on that end. So you can see the main tent in front of you. The rides are right off to your right, right? There's, you know, the uh, Tilt a Whirl and the, the Wheel of Fate and all that. Um, and the music is all, all playing, but it's distorted now. And it's very like off key and slow and just weird. And you see lots of carnival goers passing back and forth. Some come going into the rides, some coming out of the rides and going out towards the uh, food tents. Some going out to play games. Um, And you get a a really disconcerting feeling. You feel like everybody's looking at you with a malicious intent. Um, And you turn around probably for the solace of your friends to say, Jesus Christ, what's going on? And they're not there. Guys. Just the door is closed behind you. Guys. Um, uh, I'm going to try to open the door. Uh, you can't because it's it only opens from the inside. It's one of those push door things. Um. Uh, so I'm going to stand there for a second, bang on the door, going, guys, guys, come on. The door's right over here. And if they don't respond, I'm going to run around to the front of the freak How show. How long are you going to wait before you run around? Um, I'm kind of panicked. So I'm, I'm waiting, you know, a minute. A minute? Okay, cool. And then I'm going to so run, around run back around the to the entrance. And I'm going to yell. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell the guy. My friends are hurt. They're stuck inside. Oh, the carny at the uh, entrance? Yeah, yeah. No, fantastic. I probably have um, blood on my hands because I touched Robert. Um, yeah, you do have a little bit for sure. And the carny here, um, right, middle-aged man, round, friendly face, short, stocky, balding head. I described it before. Scruffy beard and mustache, uh, very hairy arms. His clothes look too small for him and very secondhand. Um, they're stuck just he, inside. He looks the at you and says, What? Excuse me? Sorry? They're, they're stuck just inside the exit. The door closed and it won't open. And my friend's bleeding. Uh, all right. Hang on a second. Hey, hey, you boy, come, come here. Take, take over here for a second and don't let anybody else in. Just tell them we're, we're closed for a few minutes. I got to check something out. Um, and he says, Jesus, what happened to you? He says, are you okay? He looks at your hands. We don't know. We were looking at the fish guy, and my friend suddenly got cut on something. Yeah? And they're trapped inside, you said, yeah? Yeah. All right, let's go check it out. Um, and he walks around with you back around um, towards the uh, towards the exit side. He says, sure you kids weren't messing around with anything you weren't supposed to? No. You didn't try getting into any exhibits, did you? No, no, no. We stayed away some from of the, that. Uh, some of them can be kind of aggressive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
No. Did your friend do something stupid, to... get himself hurt? Uh, yeah, quit trying to blame us. I'm just saying. I'm nobody just else saying. had a problem, just you. And you get around, and then the door opens up, and a group of uh, girls come running out, um, kind of laughing about the Yeti. Oh, that was so fake. Couldn't believe. Can't believe people fall for that. Oh, but that frogman was really cool, wasn't he? And uh, Robert, Frank. And he, he go, catches the door before it closes. And you go in, and yeah, there's the Yeti exhibit um, still lit because they've just finished up. Um, you know, you can see like a, a big kind of crate like thing with a uh, looks look like a uh, mummified remains or, or something or some kind of stuffed suit or something maybe of a 10 foot tall creature with razor sharp claws where they hands go guys. That can hold an entire man's head guys where are you come on where are you and you go um a little ways in a little ways in yeah and uh he, he pushes buttons as, as you go in. Actually, no, he's got a flashlight. You got to go in. You walk through and you walk all the way back uh, to the entrance. Um, and you see people, a line of people waiting anxiously to get in who've already bought tickets. He says, see, told you. This isn't uh, this hey, is some uh, kind of prank or something, is it? Well, you saw us go in. I, I don't know. Maybe you just they, wanted to inconvenience us. Your friends are probably they, getting some maybe food they came or something, out, maybe, they maybe they went to the when... toilet. Maybe they came out when I was talking to you. Yeah, well, don't waste my time anymore. I got I got a, a job to do here. And he goes, he says, sorry, folks, sorry about the delay. You can start back up again. Yeah, yeah, it's your turn. You guys can go in. Yeah, yeah, no problem. So I'm going to go running around looking for them. Okay. So that's um, Robert and Frank. You guys come walking out. Um, and, you know, of course, you're coming through the dark, and so you're coming out into the lights of the carnival. It's a little disorienting, but you hear the music playing, and, you know, you're very close to the rides. You hear shouting, people having a good time. Um, for you, Robert, it's a little bit distorted, but not as bad as what, nowhere near as bad as what poor Andy's going through. Uh, but you guys look around, and you don't see Andy. He was in front of you. You saw him go through the door right before you did, but uh, you, you don't see him anymore. Was the door still open whenever he had uh like held it for us, or did he like did it like just shut on like he, like he shut the door on us and then walked off? Um, hmm. What's your luck? Uh, my luck's fifty five. Uh, no, the door did shut like for an instant, and then you pushed it open. Okay, he was cool. maybe six feet ahead of you, and the door shuts almost instantly. So. Why did he shut the door on us? I thought he was holding the door for us, Frank. Yeah, yeah. let me let me get that. I'm still holding on to you got one arm around you and then I push it open or whatever. And then I get, have have a have a bit of a stay. I just put it in your mouth. Yeah, people just walk <laughs> through, you know, carnival's going on. Come on, let's go get you sat down and I can, I'll go see if I can, we'll get you sat down and we'll just see if I can get the attention of someone. I don't want to leave you just sitting. Yeah. Oh, I, I don't know about that place, dude. That place, I don't know. I don't like it. Oh God, there's a bug. Whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. I don't think my, what's wrong? Dude, I, 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 I just saw like uh, like a bug fly by. I didn't know, like I don't know. 
Are you, are you sure you're not taking anything a little stronger? No, 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 no I'm, I'm not. I swear. I'm, I'm good. I'm good. I'm calm. Okay. I, I, we go find somewhere to sit and I sit him down and I, I take a look at his wound a bit more. Yeah, it's very superficial. Um, I mean, you guys probably almost made it worse poking at it, trying to fit, trying to make it better, but it's, it's fine. It's, it's not, not severe. You know, like you cut yourself shaving and it bleeds. Yeah, a bit, you know? just a small um, little. Uh, yeah. Robbie will be fine. It's I think. a dick. I think but, Andy but a, was. A good size, a good length dick, I should say. I think Andy was blowing out of proportion. You still have no idea how you did it. Yeah, I have no clue. That is a. How did you do it when, like, we were in a room, it was just three of us? I just had, like, my neck, I felt like it was sweating and stuff like that. And I just touched it and it's blood. So, you guys are walking over the the nearest place with, like, benches and seats is the um, in the food area. So, as you guys are kind of walking over that way, um, I am am keeping an eye out for Andy as well while we are walking. Of course. Yeah. Um, You'll see um, James and. and sorry, James and Jeff, you guys were heading to get a drink, right? Yeah. So you'll see them yeah. just coming out of the uh, coming out of the away from the by the barrel tent with their drinks. What did you get to drink? Um, just a beer. Yeah, a Gansett or a PBR. PBR. Okay. What about I'll yourself, take a Gansett. All right. I'm waving them over. Yo, how was the uh, freak show? Have you seen Andy? Uh, no, 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 uh, Robert. Did you get flour in your hair? No, uh, no. Wait, what? You guys should. That freak show is weird. Like, some some of them, oh, it's super weird, and it's affected Andy and Rob a bit more. They were yeah. having. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't go halfway through. <laughs> that's that's weird, Frank. What was your favorite one? Uh, my favorite one was the cannibal. Oh, mainly that because, I missed that one. Know. I I just like the exit. It was my favorite. However, we didn't get to see it all because I, Andy wanted to get Robert out because of the little nick on his neck. Yeah, I got. Oh, I looks kind of. You okay? I I don't know, man. I just it was just it was miserable, dude. I did not have fun. Yeah, where, where where's Andy? We we got to check out the asylum. He held a door for us, and then he just shut it. He just slammed the door on us. And slammed the door. Uh, he's a, Frank's exaggerating. Okay. You, you smoke way too much weed, Frank. <laughs> yeah, he was trying to let us get out, and then he just shut it. Maybe you should uh, lay off on the devil's lettuce. Everybody make a sanity roll that's present, not Andy. Andy's somewhere else. Hey, you're muted. Also, time, guys, but... <laughs> I just hear clear that Ooh. knife thrower guy. Are I you... failed. I got I actually I failed. I failed by failed. one. No, I, I 60 39 out of 50. All right, I failed. So, a pass, um, you'll lose no sanity on a fail, you lose one sanity. Oh my god, all right, yeah. Um, who's insane and just lost sanity already? Uh, if I lose one more point, I'm at my threshold, but okay, not yet. I'm indifferent still, but I don't know if you need anything. Yeah, that's me. what I mean. You're, you have underlying oh, okay. insanity, yeah, and you yeah. lost a point, yeah. I did not lose a point. 
<clears throat> oh, then you're fine. If you if you oh, okay, sanity, cool. that's fine. If you have an indefinite insanity, who all has an indefinite insanity? Let me take track of that right now. I think it's just so the Robert, fear of uh, and Andy. Robert and Andy. Yeah, Andy has the tattoos. Write that down. Um, and for you, was it bugs or babies? Bugs. Bugs. Hey, bugs. Got it. Yeah. Bug baby. All right. Or bug boy. Nino Escarado Bio. Yeah, bug boy. Um, so you guys are sitting there and you just get like, um, well, particularly, uh, those of you who failed to send, get, get, a, get a, a real kind of chill. Mm. Um, that is a cool October night after all, but, uh, still it's just a little disturbing. And, uh, Frank, um, somebody comes up and, and tugs on your, your costume a little bit from behind. Well, I do have a tail on the costume, so. Yeah, they, they tug on your tail a little bit. What the fuck? Get off my tail. And I and you turn around. You see, you see a young girl. Oh, I very, I hide the, the split beat. <laughs> oh, hello. Hello. <coughs> she says, you're a bad man. What? You let your friend get lost in pandemonium. And then you just left them, left them wander off on their own. You're never going to see him again. I and then she turns thing. around and runs off into the into the, uh, he left into the crowd. You. What a fucking bitch! Do we see that? Yeah. Um, what did that girl look like? Did she look if like you're, the wanted? Looking. Yeah. Hmm? Did she look like the wanted poster girl? She very much Lambert. did. Yeah. She oh man. Did. She was wearing like a, a different kind of costume, but uh, like face wise, hair wise, yeah. Totally hey, wasn't that the wanted poster girl, Alice Lambert? This is one I do. That's there is something wrong going on here. That's that's why I don't have kids. The fucking asshole. Wait, no, but she's supposed to be missing. Yeah. Well, you can't be missing if you're like around a lot of people, can you? I I unroll that wanted poster that I have. Um, oh, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna go to the security booth. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's the girl, Frank. Yeah, I, I want to go to the uh, security booth to uh, just report yeah. that. Can I do a self? Can I do a self-reflective like sanity roll for that? Because now, totally uh, absolutely. Because he, he he drops his spliff as he's just having <laughs> a sudden realization. Yeah, give it. Frank, to what are you doing? Why would you drop that? Uh, I did pass. Okay, um, you passed. So you lose one point of sanity. Yeah, I did. I did drop. I did lose my spliff as well. Yeah, you dropped your spliff. That's that's your set. That's your moment of uh, self-control loss when you lose sanity so and i won't Split light goes in the bud. i won't light another one unless it gets really stressful <laughs> maybe i can't promise anything guys what the we got what the what what the fuck well, we need to find Andy for sure. We can probably ask the security booth if they've seen someone in do, a Velma do, costume. Hang on. Do you know what she yeah. said to me? What? What? She said to me, We're ba- I'm a bad man because I let my friend get lost in pandemonium and we're never going to see him again and I'm a bad person. What are you talking about? He left us. He I know. These days. And then she runs... Oh, the missing girl. Wasn't she supposed to be missing from a mental hospital? True. So it sounds like what just a crazy kid, if you ask me. 
We should let mm. the uh, that cop know. No, Maybe I security. agree. We should do that. Yes. Guys Maybe we can ask around for Andy. Yeah. yeah. Go find. Uh, yeah, and then we. You guys, you, you guys finish your beers, or just yeah. take it with you. Head to the security. Chug it. Yeah, I'll chug it. Okay. Probably needed that. Head towards the security tent. Uh, Andy, we left with you upset and uh, being kind of um, chided a bit by the uh, the freak show, Carney. I'm, yeah, I'm probably running over towards the, uh, if there's a show going on the at, uh, what is it, 22, uh, the Performer's Row. To see if the guys are in the crowd, if they just well, got you, distracted up there. As you're looking, you know, you saw, saw there was a line of people still annoyed waiting to go into the freak show. But as you look back now, you don't even see most of those people there anymore. There's only a couple of people standing at the door to the freak show. Um, and one of them is the Carney himself. Um, but as you're looking around, you see a lot less carnival goers where there was hundreds of people you saw running around before, you know, basically. That you see maybe dozens. Everything's really, really sparse. Um, and as you look over at the uh, the wheel of fate, it's not even turning. Music's still playing, but the wheel of fate's motionless. Um, the sky, as you kind of look up, has gotten really, really dark. You can't see any stars. You don't really see any clouds either. Um, and you're kind of making your way over to Performers Row, which is very nearby. Um, that would kind of and, be the natural place for somebody to go if they left the freak show. So, right. That's why I assume they uh, might be there. Oops, I went the wrong way. Let me do it this way. Over to Performers Row again. What time is it? Let's see. For you, it's probably... Oh, I know what time it is. Okay. 14. 39. It's 39 for me. 39 what? <laughs> Just 39. That's random, insane number. Okay, gotcha. Um, yeah, as you go uh, walking over to the... Uh, and you're, you're a little bit dazed. You're, you're a little bit just kind of confused now at this point. Right. Um, because it doesn't make sense. Your friends were right behind you. Now they're gone. You, you almost feel like you're at a different carnival even at this point. Everything looks even older than it was before. Um, you see a lot less people here. And instead of seeing malicious like people, like people angry at you, like you saw when you were coming out of the freak show, now everybody looks kind of freaked out and afraid. Uh, they actually look like you feel in a lot of ways, probably. Um, but you can see there's a man on the stage. Um, he's uh, very short, only about five foot tall, uh, very thin, um, clean shaven head and face. Uh, he's very lean. Looks almost like he's carved from stone. Um, and he is uh, putting burning torches into his mouth, transferring fire on his tongue and, and blowing out huge cones of fire from his mouth over the heads of uh, the sure. couple of people standing here looking. Um, and uh, yeah. I'm looking more around at the crowd because I want to see if I see my friends anywhere. Yep, you don't see your friends anywhere. Maybe they took uh, Robert to the bathroom to clean him up. Uh, so I look for the nearest restrooms and head that direction. 
the nearest porta potties to your location. You're here at Performers Row. You come into the free show. Oh yeah, there's those right there on the other side of the main tent, right beside yeah. the, uh, right by the food tents area. So you walk over there. Um, you don't see them standing outside any of the the porta johns. Oh yo, uh, guys, you don't see anybody... anybody standing outside the porta johns. Um, guys, Robert, uh, uh, Frank, you guys, are you guys in there? Nothing. Make it. Nope. You go Porter John to Porter John. Yeah. They're all unoccupied. Well, then I'm going to head over to where I saw the security guard as well. Heading over to the security tent. Yeah. That's uh, what, 21? 21. Okay. Yep. Perfect. Which is also where we had the other guys headed to. So I've kind of circled the, the main tent mm-hmm. in the process. Yeah. I'm heading over there. No problem. So the security tent, and we can kind of have like a cinematic kind of almost split screen where you have the four, uh, or sorry, the yeah, the, the the four of them heading towards the tent to uh, to report seeing Alice in their kind of still relatively sunny version of the carnival, and then you in your strange darker um, version, or dystopian yeah. dystopian version of the carnival also approaching the same tent with hardly any people around. It's a very unremarkable looking tent. Um, there's a wooden sign hanging next to the entrance flap um, that reads security. Um, in your version, Andy, it says security is a lie. Is there anybody in the tent when we go up to it? So you go up and swing the tent flap open? Yeah. Uh, you don't see anyone inside. Um, there is a, a little lamp in the corner sitting on a wooden stool, um, but it's empty. Shit. Um, I'm going to go back outside and just stand there looking around with my hands on my hips. Where the fuck are those guys? So as you um, turn around... You expect to turn around and see yourself standing, you know, uh, near the main tent with the food tents on your left. Right. Uh, sorry, no, 21. Yeah, sorry. The, the main tent in front of you, food tents are yeah. off to the left. Yeah. And, and the, the freak show should be right in front of you, actually, too. Um, but as you turn around, you're actually standing near the uh, tilt a plane. Was it called? What was it called? The uh, loop plane. Sorry. And you can see the, the wheel of fate there not turning <laughs> the carousel is turning um you want to see a couple of children on it um and you hear an announcement over the um the speakers around the place you know somebody says ladies and gentlemen attendants of the carnival the witching hour approaches half off all drinks at by the barrel starting in 10 minutes which hour? It's almost midnight. Almost eleven. It's eleven. You look those at guys, your watch. Those fuckers. You have better not have just. I. I don't. Okay. Um, <laughs> those those assholes must have. I don't know. Gone to the asylum. I think I'm going to get. I'm starting to panic. So I think I'm just going to run towards the asylum. Okay, you direction. start running towards the asylum. Cool. Back over to. Uh, Frank, James, Robert, Jeff. 
you guys walk up to the security tent and also see the sign, just a security next to the flap. Does anybody open it? Yeah, I'm going to yeah. open it. You hey, swing it open in? and you see the exact same thing. It's just an empty tent with a wooden stool in the corner and a uh, like a, a little uh, probably gas lamp almost like sitting on top of it. Hmm. No luck. Hmm. What what time is it currently for us? No sign of Andy. No sign of any police because did the um, the detective earlier tell you there was a deputy or something over there at the tent? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What time is it right now? Yeah, I'm going to check my watch that I uh, I won. Um, yeah, you guys check your watch, and uh, it's nine o'clock. Okay. Now where the heck did Andy go? Oh, no, no, Andy. Damn it! Why? Where did this cop go? Didn't he? Well, wasn't he like harassing everyone, and handing out well, posters or something? He's handing out posters, so he's got to be around somewhere. So. Yeah, well, it looks like the most popular place uh, with the. He'll, yeah, he'll probably be where there's big crowds. So maybe, uh, maybe the asylum. That's true. Or maybe, maybe Andy just said "fuck us" and went there himself. No, maybe. we can't have him uh, one up us. And or maybe you know what? What time is it? You said nine o'clock. Yeah, it's nine. Maybe maybe yeah, he went to nine the, Maybe he went to the event at nine. Probably waiting for us to show up. Oberon the Mystic? Well, I mean, we'll probably have to walk by Performance Royal to get to the Asylum anyways. There's no harm in checking it out. Yeah. Maybe we'll find the around that way past the uh, main tent, walking around towards the Performance Row. And keep an eye on the cop as well. For the cop. Mm -hmm. I need hard spot ridden rolls. Hard spot hidden rolls, not spot ridden holes. Uh, I know, I failed. No, I got I mine. So. I oh, got wait. a twelve out of fifty. Can I hard almost almost an extreme? Okay, that's fine. That's good. Um, so you, who was it that made the success? Sorry, I wasn't looking at the screen. That was Robert. Robert. Robert, you see Andy running past the uh, performers row and and heading towards the food uh, tents. Hey, 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 hey! I think I saw Andy. He's going towards the food. And uh, events and stuff. Yeah, Why I mean, you... if you you can you can run after him, even catch up to him, probably if you want to. Okay, I'm gonna do that then. Oh, Robert, Robert, it. what do you see? You hey, Andy, 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 yo, Andy, oh, behind you. Andy, give me a listen roll. Uh, ninety nine. Is that good? No. Okay. So you're That's just like the second the 99 that I ran to. Yeah, yeah. Those are some Stuart numbers right there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he's not he's not responding to your voice, Robert. Uh, are you guys following Robert as he runs yeah. off after him down, yeah. down yeah. the food row? Mm-hmm. Okay. Keeping an eye out for the cop on him as well. Because um, Andy, what's your move? Oh, my move rate. Your, your uh, movement. Yeah, your movement rate. It's uh eight. Eight. What's yours, Robert? Uh, seven. Seven. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, so you run all the way to the asylum, Andy, with them in tow behind you, essentially. Although the only one of them that sees you at the moment is Robert. None of the others do. Um, what do you do when you get to the asylum? You just see... Oh, I'll describe what you see. Sorry, I'm, I'm going to stop and start looking around to see if I see the guys. Um, the asylum... 
is a um, <clears throat> a two-story facade painted to look like the front of a large institutional brick building. Uh, two rows of six windows are backlit to look as if covered with ragged shades, several with disturbing silhouettes of inmates clawing at the windows, doctors wielding alarming medical instruments, and others simply holding their heads and screaming. Um, there's a short flight of wooden steps that lead up to a porch with a pair of double doors. Um, and all you can see through the doors windows is darkness and flickering orange lights. The sounds of recorded screams can be heard from within uh, and across the entire top of the facade, red neon light says the asylum and a yellow neon below that says we're all mad here. Uh, there's a carny uh, dressed as an orderly with an apron uh, standing at the uh, entrance to uh, collect money uh, at the bottom of the stairs, sorry, to collect money. He's got a wicked grin on his face, Andy, that doesn't waver even for an instant as you approach. He's short and way too thin. Short, dark hair, probably late 20s. Um, so as you kind of approach, he says, uh, 50 cents, 50 cents each. See, I, I, don't, I don't want to go in, but I've lost my friends. Have you seen a, a, a guy dressed kind of like a fruity dude in white? shirt and blue collar and there's a guy dressed like a dog and he starts laughing maniacally like like crazy laughing <laughs> that was a good one yeah the dog the guy dressed like a dog <laughs> and he dog. starts laughing like um you can make a psychology roll okay. let's see how my psychology is and uh robert's could come running oh, up crap, i passed that I, I got a hard Okay, this guy is mad, insane, right. severely insane. Yeah, yeah, yeah um, I get it, dude. You're, you're pretending to be mad, but you saw my friends then, yeah? Are they inside? And uh, Robert, you catch up with him. What do you do? I'm going to try to, like, he's unaware. Grab, I'm going to try to grab, grab his shoulder him. and say, Andy. Someone grabs hey. you, Andy. You turn around. And you see Robert and you see all your friends and you guys see Robert run up on somebody at the entrance to the, um, to the uh, asylum. asylum. When you of course saw the asylum as I described the facade, the two stories and the windows and everything. I hear all the recorded screaming and shit going on inside. You heard the maniacal laughter of the carny. Mm -hmm. And as Robert steps up and places his hand on some guy's shoulder, you don't recognize at the moment. Um, everything kind of gets darker around you and you almost feel like you see everything age before you, um, you know, like all the wood just seems to get older and, and um, everything almost, it looks a little bit extra decayed, if you will. Right. Worn. And, uh, and then Robert swings Andy around and you see Andy there. Um, Jesus Christ. Assholes, why is where, you guys where were me? you? I, I uh, saw you run off. You didn't even hear me. I yelled for you. Yeah, you, you shut the door on us, man. You're yeah. no, no. laughing. <laughs> 50 cents each. The, the no door, freebies. <laughs> the door closed, yeah. and I, I tried to get it open, and then I ran no, around you, and I talked to the carney. You and, weren't you, there. You, you, you were gone. Like, you literally like shut the door on us, and we had to open it. You weren't there. Oh, so we went inside we, looking for you. Oh, so we saw the little girl, the missing girl. Yeah. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. And just, the carney's just, just laughing away. He says, there's no girl. <laughs> you um, made her up. <laughs> also, <laughs> Dude, shut up. Ian, on this walk, did I see the cop? on this Because I was 
keep an eye out for the cop all the way. You've not seen the cop. No, okay. not at all. And now as you guys are looking around, you guys are now in the same carnival, basically, that Andy was in. Everything's dark. The sky, there's no more totally stars in the sky me. at all. Um, you guys totally freaked me out. Please. Jeff. There's barely is- any, anybody around. The only person uh, you see, in fact, down here is the other carny. Should what be around nine. Around? I checked my watch again. No, he says, uh, the, the, the witching hour is on. You better hurry up if you want to get some drinks before the grand finale. You don't want to miss it. How <laughs> what are you talking about? It's nine, you crazy asshole. Jeff, what the hell? What does your watch say? It's, uh, what does my watch say? I look at my watch. Oh, you guys got plenty of time for a run through here, though, if you're not feeling thirsty. 50 cents each. What does uh, my watch say? 11 o'clock. How have, we, how have we lost? That's worth a sanity check. I, yeah, I was about to say, can yeah. I take a sanity? <laughs> I Wait, mean, you, did, you know, five hours since that sanity arrived. Check for. Yeah. Uh, I failed. I, I did pass. Wait, nine out of 51. I failed. I got six. Or a 50. If anybody who passed loses one. Okay, so now I'm exactly at my threshold. Anybody who failed loses two. I'm also exactly on my threshold. Well, that's that's indefinitely underlying insanity. So um, you're going to bounce of madness. Give me D4 rolls. Cool. Sorry. Totally dropped my pencil. Three. Three. <laughs> I love it. Okay. <laughs> love it. That's a... Uh, DM's choice, isn't it? Three? Oh, wait, maybe not. Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. It's boss of unreality. Okay, cool. Um, fantastic. Other tables. So, um, let's see here. You guys are, we roll based on what level you're on, right? I'm lighting a spliff during all of this. <laughs> this is I'm going to knock that fucking thing okay. out of your face. Give me a D12 roll, um, each of you. D12. Oh, D12. Mm-hmm. This is the first time I know, I've ever right? heard of a D12. The ones that fell, fell? I know. We, we, we always include them in our full-length scenarios because uh, we think nine. is underrated. Is it just the fails? Yeah, just those who uh, failed. Nine. Oh. For the moment. Okay, so Frank, you suddenly become aware of the sky overhead. Um, and then, like, whereas before you couldn't see the stars, you just saw a black sky. Now the sky, like, changes to a gray color. And you can see the stars, but they're all black. Um, the and you can sense the overwhelming scale and distance of space. And you stare at the night sky in awe um, until, until your bout of madness wears off. Um, what have I taken? You don't have any skill in astronomy or astrology or anything like that, right? I'm sure you don't. No. <laughs> Double checking. If you did, there's another Saturday check. Oh, that's too bad. I do. <laughs> um, what about yourself? What did you roll on your D12? I rolled it, uh, a four. That's James, right? Yeah. Okay. I'll add another point here, too. Okay. A four. So you, um, your sense of taste is attacked. Um, what was the last thing you ate or drank? Beer, right? It was that. It was that PBR. Yeah, um, your whole mouth now feels like sour and rotten, um, and you kind of have the taste of bile in your throat. Um, give me a con check. 
Mm. I need a hard success or else you're going to vomit. I don't think I'm a, nah, no, that's not a fail. That's not a pass even. So, okay. Yeah. You, you, you start vomiting as, uh, <laughs> as, as Frank stares up the sky and let me see here. Um, who didn't fail then? That was Jeff. Jeff, you're not underlying insane yet, right? You haven't nope. hit your threshold. Yeah, I'm okay. at three more. Uh, Robert, you are. And so yep. is Andy. Oh, and we need permanent or underlying insanities, I guess, for um, Frank and James. So think about those for a moment. Hmm. Um, so Andy, you too are now staring up the sky and looking at the stars. Um, well, the black unstars or whatever the hell you want to call them. Um, and I do have astronomy. I know it's going to be fun. I'm sorry, astrology. Yeah. So give me another sanity check because you realize that the stars don't line up, and uh, this isn't the night. <clears throat> this isn't the proper sky. I'm sorry. What am I rolling? Even even aside from the colors being off, uh, a sanity fail. Fail. Yeah. This is going to be fun. Yeah, unless I roll under uh, 21, I'm always going to fail. At this. You're going to lose 22 points of sanity. Oh, As you realize, you're looking at the same, the Milky Way, right? You can uh-huh. see the, the right stars, but you're looking at them as if from another planet. I'm below zero then. You're below wow. zero? <laughs> oh, shit. That's the first time I've ever seen that happen. Well, 22. I only had 21. Interesting. Um, Has this happened? <laughs> I've never had this happen before the finale. Oh God! <laughs> I had twenty-two. That's all. I'm going to go make out with the crazy guy on the porch. No, actually, there's something else that happens because of where you are, um, which I'll tell you here in a second. Start laughing at Unisix with the other guy. I'm puking right now. <laughs> I'm staring up at the sky. You guys are all crazy. I'm a sky watcher. Probably same one. Here we go. Descent. Mm, all right. So, yeah, you are staring up at the sky, Andy. And for a moment, as you're identifying, you know, like I said, the sky is gray and the stars are black, but. As you're kind of figuring out the the locations, thinking you you know realizing you know you recognize certain formations, and you're like you're looking at the the same galaxy, but from a different star system, from a different planet. Um, and when you like kind of you don't know how long you stare at the stars, but you, when you look around, um, you find yourself in a very dark, dreary um, lake shore. And you can see uh, there are two moons in the sky. Um, and you can see a distant, like, black city. Um, huge. Like, like, nothing in the middle of Massachusetts. You know what I mean? It's, mm-hmm. This is, from the look of it, you imagine this would dwarf New York City. Um, and, yeah, you are uh, essentially kind of out of the scenario at this point, but we can, uh, potentially bring in a, we can potentially bring in another character at a little point, but um, let's jump to the others. So you guys, uh, who, who didn't freak out here then? That would have been James and uh, Jeff, right? Yeah. I, yeah. I, uh, Robert, I passed, Robert, and Jeff, I still... Robert and Jeff. Yeah. 
right. Robert and Jeff, you guys are the ones who aren't freaking out. So you guys literally though might freak out now as you look and you see Andy looking up at the sky now and like Frank is mesmerized by it. And it was uh, James was the one puking, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, James is vomiting. Robert and Jeff, you look at Andy, and Andy just like kind of blinks and like you know, like a light would blink, right? Like a strobe effect. He he kind of blinks and then disappears. <laughs> so that'd be a sanity check. Oh, and that's gonna be another bout of madness for me. Mm-hmm. And I succeed. Okay, uh, you lose a point. I'm assuming I don't have because I'm still looking up. At nope, you're, you're, um, you're not looking. This is I just asked. But I, would I have to roll Asked, so you or... lose one. Yep, out of madness. You um, guys are uh, acting pretty zoinked. No, it was just for Jeff and um, who was it? Jeff and Robert, right? Because Andy oh, yeah. disappeared. Frank and James are preoccupied. 89. Oh, oh, I didn't see it because I was puking. So. No, no, Jeff, uh, James is. <clears throat> Okay. This was just Jeff and Robert. I apologize. Okay. I filled on that one. I really need to keep my camera view up, but I'm too busy looking at different PDFs and shit. <laughs> um, so you passed, you said, or yeah, I failed. You failed, Robert. Oh, that was the sanity check, was it? Mm-hmm. Um, so you lose two points. Okay. Are you mad? Yeah, you're mad. You've got the bug. Yeah, I am. Um, so give me a D4. Okay. Uh, two. Out of D10. Eight. Eight. You um, are going to suddenly be unable to move entirely. You're paralyzed. Um, this will last for like a minute or something. You know what I mean? But, uh, but for the moment, like after seeing him just vanish, you're just frozen in place. You can't believe what you just saw. Like it, it's like a magic trick, like a stage trick, except this is your friend. You know, Andy's not a stage magician. Stage magician. Um, he is and, now. <laughs> and Jeff, uh, Jeff, you were okay, right? Yeah. Yeah. So you lost a point of sanity. You're freaked mm-hmm. out, but like, what the hell? Good, what's going good on? guys. What what what's what's going on? I, I take a couple steps back. Uh, uh. I'm looking at everyone. Where? Where's Andy? I, I, I don't know where Andy went, but like, cut, cut this, cut this bullshit out. Like, um, and as you're, um, as you're having this discussion, um, you notice there are carnies present now, and that they're actually boarding up, closing up the, uh, actually closing up and breaking down parts of the asylum. Well, we we, we got to get out of here. Wait, you have the keys. You, you see the crazy car. He's still there okay. in the orderly, orderly outfit. He says, hey, uh, you don't want to miss the grand finale. You still got time to get some seats, I'm sure. I I, I, I need a drink. Um, oh, well, you might my... you might be able to get some drinks on the way there, but they, they might be closed already. It's 1130. We, we've been talking for 30 minutes. No, I don't think so. But you look at your watch, it's 1130. Um, um, I was suggesting, Ian, uh, that my underlying insanity, because I'm indefinitely yes. insane at this point, would um, everybody's been getting phobias. Or, I reckon uh, it should phobias. be something, something somehow related to what caused your, your break, yeah. Um, I was thinking maybe that I could get a mania to my mm-hmm. dipsomania. Does it think like I drinking... 
just to try and calm the nerves. Perfect. So you're going to head straight to by the barrel? Yeah. What's your luck? Um, it is... Uh, 60? Okay, Grant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You get there just before they're closing up. You know, everything's half off. I need one as well. <laughs> I mean, I need a, a phobia or a mania. I don't know what would. Mine is... I'm just going to follow the group. Stars. What was it? Because your insanity was the stars, right? It was the, the stars, final thing that yeah. broke you. Um, hmm. So maybe you have some kind of a fear of the void? Yeah. 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 Fear of space, as it were, right? Yes. Like looking up at an open sky might make you paranoid, you know, because you're afraid that you'd be sucked into it or something, you know. But um, so, that's cool. I'm so going to realize can... that oh, Ro- yeah, um, Robert, he's paralyzed. Like as I was moving. Yeah, he'll snap James. out of it after a minute. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just going to uh, like shake him a little. He'll snap on, out of it when you shake on, him. Let's, 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 let's keep up with the group. I, we don't want to be alone. Okay. Uh, Freaky man. What the fuck? Did Andy just disappear? I, I I don't know where he went, but let's let's keep each other close. I pick up my lighter and my unlit spliff that Andy knocked out of my hand before he disappeared and before all that shit just kicked off. And now what? I'm going to light it again. <laughs> Do I sure. still have my car keys? The van keys? Yeah, totally. Yep. Do we? I think we should just get out of here. We can't. Um, Actually, I don't know. So as you're in the line at the bar by the barrel getting your drinks, all the other food places are closing up and, 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 you know, breaking down. Um, And you can see the the crowds of people. And again, now you see more people again. And things aren't quite as dark as they were earlier when you first found Andy. For some reason, things feel a little bit less heavy. Um, Although your friend is still missing. You don't know where he is. Uh, if he's doing some kind of prank or what the hell's going on, whatever you, your individual characters believe. Um, and you can hear the, the carnival barker shouting for people to, to take their seats in the main tent. The main event will be uh, getting underway shortly. I've got a great idea, gang. Like, since this is, this is like the, the biggest event, maybe there's going to be security inside. So maybe we can find them inside the show. Um, and maybe uh, that's yes, a great idea, Jeff. Yeah. Yeah, let's do I that. Agree. Also, this this week just doesn't taste right. I flip I, it. I don't know. Andy's been like acting weird. He keeps disappearing on us. I mean, I've never. I, I don't know if he just made a slip for it. You know, I don't know. Well, we but, should definitely yeah. report it to security. <clears throat> yeah, I agree. So. Yeah, and if we could see that cop, that would be. Yeah. I mean. Security wasn't at the booth, so they're probably at this uh, this big event, the, the witching hour. Well, yeah, sure. Uh, if you got a big event and lots of people, then... Yeah, the witching hour, of course, was very popular. It's 50% off all drinks, all alcoholic mm-hmm. drinks. And, uh, yeah, what do we get? I, was, I just don't understand how we've lost so much time. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I, I don't know what's come over us. But... Maybe we can... It must be in that... that, that... That punch, maybe? If, maybe? if only we man. could turn back time. So you guys want to walk into the main tent? Yeah. Once I've grabbed yeah. a few right. drinks and I'm just... Yeah, of course. I figure you got your hands full. Yeah. I, as uh, much as I could have gotten is what I'm... I, you probably I like got, the... got like three beers under this kind of arm and then one in this hand. And, and just I like th- drinking it. 
I flicked away my spliff because it didn't taste right. So. Right. Wow. You're really not feeling well. So as you enter the main tent, the patrons are mostly already in their seats uh, in the preparation to watch the show, which is just about to begin. Um, and you, you kind of come in and pass between these two stacks of bleacher seats. Um, the only seats that are actually available are in the front row next to a handful of the elderly folks who weren't up to climbing the steps. Um, and you can see that the southeastern half of the tent where you're on is, uh, is lined with these seats. The other half is concealed behind a low wooden stage with a high dark gray curtain, leaving a narrow bit of stage facing the audience. A row of old-fashioned live lights along the bottom front of the stage bathe it in brilliant white radiance. Standing stage left and right are two carnies dressed in loose-fitting dark gray clothes that make them look almost invisible in the shadows. Looking up, things will become a little problematic for, uh, for Robert, uh, I'm afraid, because oh several weird paper mache monsters hang from the ceiling by thin wires. Each of them nearly eight feet long with vaguely humanoid bodies, but distinctly insectoid features, including a large thorax and two pairs of translucent membranous wings. They appear to be painted dark gray on the top and lighter gray on the bottom, their eyeless heads hanging towards the audience. Um, Let me do a sanity roll on that. Um, yeah, give me a sanity roll to see if you're going to suffer the, uh, the effects of your phobia. Yeah, I made a 90. Okay, so you're at a penalty die to all actions for the meantime. Okay. Um, but you can still, you know, it doesn't mean you can't act. It just means things are harder for you. Um, and the show begins as you guys are standing here. Do you, do you want to take the seats or do you want to look around? I mean, you, if you're looking around at the crowd, it's kind of hard to see too deeply into the crowd without navigating it. Um but you don't see any sign of the cops. You don't see any signs of any security aside from the two carnies standing near the stage. Why the fuck is the security? Uh, maybe, and, maybe Andy's uh, up and a, there. A bald mi middle-aged man wearing a Victorian era suit walks out on stage with a wide smile. Um, you recognize him from earlier. This, the freak show barker. Um, he's uh, his arms are open wide and greeting and the lights casting a tall shadow on the curtain behind him. He has very angular features. He speaks dramatically. Now his accent is strongly Eastern European, which I can't do either, but whatever. Uh, he says, welcome, my friends, to the Carnival Pandemonium. And the audience cheers as he holds his arms wide, waiting uh, for them to settle down. Feel free to interject any time if you wish. I'm otherwise yeah, I think free. I'm going to just... Go up to the front row and like sit down. Sit down next to the Andy. old folks. Yeah. Looking I'm around here. for Andy. Yep. No problem. He's I'm not here. <laughs> I'm staying. I'm staying stood up. I'm not sitting down. I'm just. I'm probably going to be like kind of in the middle roll, like between, mm -hmm. like, you know, where I can kind of like get a pretty good lookout above and below the crowd. Okay. Um, so the audience you know, eventually kind of settles down after about 30 seconds, and uh, he inclines his head slightly and says, we have now come to our final offering. So without any ado whatsoever, it is my supreme honor to introduce the immortal Lady Sari. 
and the uh, audience immediately begins to applaud. The, uh, the lights dim, leaving only a single pool of illumination in the middle of the tent. A figure steps out of the darkness behind the curtain, clad in a flowing yellow cloak, its tattered trailing edge sweeping across the wooden planks beneath them. The garment is wrapped carefully about her, revealing almost nothing. Um, she moves with the grace of a trained dancer and comes to a stop in the center of the stage. <clears throat> um, after a dramatic pause, she raises her head to face the crowd and there's an audible gasp. She's wearing a featureless bone white mask. It's porcelain surface smooth, but for a pair of black eye holes. Her voice carries throughout the tent as if electrically amplified when she speaks. Though you see no sign of a microphone or wire. Her voice is uh, silky, sultry, rich, and resonant. Unlike my own, I apologize, but you can imagine. And she crafts each word with the utmost care as a master painter lays down pigment on a canvas. She begins. <clears throat> Along the shore, the cloud waves break. The twin suns sink behind the lake. The shadows lengthen in Carcosa. Strange is the night where black stars rise and strange moons circle through the skies, but stranger still is lost Carcosa. Songs that the Hyades shall sing where flap the tatters of the king must die unheard in dim Carcosa. Song of my soul, my voice is dead. Die though unsung as tears unshed shall dry and die in lost Carcosa. And you can feel her words in your flesh and bones as if they've emerged from within your own body. You fancy for a moment that other voices were echoing in the distance in another language, but you can't be sure. One alabaster hand emerges from beneath her cloak and moves lasciviously up her body, coming to the rest on the chin of the mask. I need power checks from all of you as you, these poem kind of echoes behind, you know, uh, and fades. Did I get a uh, difficulty die with it too? Um, let me think. No. Oh, okay. No, I got a hard. I also exactly got a hard. Nice. Uh, I got mm -hmm. a 56 out of 65. So I got a regular. Yes, I got a hard. I got three fucking zeros. Mm -hmm. Oh. You got, you got oh. zero, zero? Uh huh. Okay, so you fail the power check. Those who uh, passed continue to hear the echo even after it should have completely stopped. Sounds like it's coming from every direction and possibly somewhere outside the tent. Um, you guys need to make sanity checks. Frank doesn't because he didn't, oh he didn't catch on to the echo. <laughs> no. I mean, that's a fail. Weed, bro. It's all about the weed. That's a fail. I got an it's 18 out of uh, 48. Okay. Uh, pass. Anybody who passed loses four. Mm. Anybody who failed loses eight. Mm. Yeah, I'm, I hit the I unpassed indefinite. That's for Jeff now. This is your first uh, bout of madness, right, Jeff? Give me a D4. Uh, four. Four. Oh, give me two D10s. A separate rolls, please. Not uh, three and six. Combined three and six all right you begin to notice 
people looking at you um, oh, God. And, and you feel kind of paranoid um, and, and you're looking around and everybody, nobody's looking at this woman. Why are they not looking at this thing on the stage? Everybody's looking at you and then you faint um, falling unconscious uh, for, for a little bit. Uh, did anybody else uh, have a bite? I mean, I was already in my threshold and I just lost eight sure. points of Sandy. So give me a D4. You may give you a D4 as well for even passing. Yep. Anybody who's going about a madness is going to roll D4. You got a four as well. So you can mm-hmm. give me two D10s. <laughs> Separate, not, not combined. The first one is a six and the second one is a seven. Beautiful. Um. Wow, this is going to be incredible. So mm. you close your eyes, begin shaking your head, trying desperately to uh, shut out the sound, um, hold your hands up to your ears, um, making you effectively blind and deaf. And you're simultaneously filled with rage, but you can't, you can't bring yourself to open your eyes or un- unblock your ears, but you're filled with rage, just raging in this spot. Um, Anybody else about a madness? I got four. Oh, give me two two D tens. All right. Um, one's a nine and one is a seven. Nine and a seven. All right. Let me do it this way. So you end up fixating on this woman completely. Um trying to figure out like what's so enchanting about her. How is she so immortal and, and perfect and graceful and beautiful and, you know, charming. And like um, you're, you're freaking out and you go into a full blown panic attack and begin hyperventilating. Uh, your heart is palpitating. I need a constitution check, please. Okay. You're under the age of 40. So you get a bonus die. Oh, cool. Uh, you're still under the age of 40, right? Yeah. You aged 10 years. No, that was uh sorry. That was uh that was a uh, yeah, Robert. Yeah. Um, I got a forty-seven out of fifty. I, I rolled two forties. Oops, forty-seven out of fifty. Okay, so a normal success. Um, so you begin to s- experience nausea and weakness. Um, so you you vomit, and your strength temporarily drops to one fifth of normal. Um, that'll oh wear off. That'll wear off after um, six rounds. You know, so like thirty-six seconds. All of your madnesses are going to wear off after about thirty-six seconds or whatever. Um, <clears throat> that's everybody's bouts, right? I will continue. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh. Um, now. The light changes hue almost imperceptibly, becoming a yellow stain on the stage. Some cunningly concealed smoke machines make it look as though a thin mist uh, begins to form around Lady uh, Sorry, as if emanating from her very self. And the audience is held in thrall for a few beats longer by her magnetic presence before she lets the mask fall to the stage where it shatters like glass. She spreads her cloak to reveal her naked form beneath, and there's a deep drumbeat from somewhere backstage. She begins to sing with a voice that seems impossible for human vocal cords. If it's a language, it doesn't sound like any you've ever heard before. 
consisting primarily of vowels that weave together in harmonies that shouldn't exist. Um, following a few muffled exclamations, the audience goes silent so that only the drum and Lady Sari's sonorous voice can be heard. After a few seconds, everyone is utterly enthralled by her song, simultaneously haunting and comforting, causing many of the audience members to tear, tear up nearby you. And as she sings, her face lifts upward um, towards the sky. Now, you recognize this woman. Um, you've, you saw, well, not all of you, I don't think. Not every, oh, yeah, you did all go into the fortune telling, right? Yeah. So you all reckon, you saw her before. Do you remember when things got really weird in the fortune teller's tent and that woman walked up to you and like kind of scoffed at you, right? Um, that's the same woman, Lady Sorry. Um, now, let me see here. Bouts of madness status. Uh, Frank, you're not mad at the moment, right? No. Okay. Jeff, let's see. Jeff, were you in a bout of madness? Yeah, I was uh, past. I fainted. You fainted. Okay, so you fainted. That's good. Robert, you vomited, right? And mm -hmm. were, uh, fixated um, on her. And fixated on her. So you look up at the sky as she does. And James, you were... Um, Blind, deaf, and ears, really angry. Close your eyes and really angry. And that's going to work to your advantage. So Robert is the only one who looks up at the sky as oh she looks up at the sky. Um, and to your horror, Robert, the uh, roof of the tent is not there. Uh, you know, all the bugs, the bug-like things hanging from it. That's probably a relief, at least. You don't see those bug-like things hanging from the sky, from the tent, because the tent's not there. The sky is laid bare <clears> before you if you can call it the sky, because it's turned completely dusty gray, provides absolutely no illumination. Um, and the stars are inky, dark points of unlight, each ringed by a slender pale corona or halo, the color of dead grass. Um, so you're gonna need to make a sanity check, Robert. I'm sure, I'm sure you got a lot, on, a lot of that left, right? Uh, I got 44 altogether. Hmm. I'm down to What'd 40. you start with? I started with uh, 65, yeah. but I rolled a 93, so I definitely didn't oh, pass. Lovely. You will lose. The year I was born. Oh, that could have been a lot worse. You're going to lose six sanity. Ah, from D100. <laughs> right. And uh, you're about a madness. I don't have to roll for this. You're just transfixed. Yeah. You can't help but stare up at this weird alien sky. Um, Anybody else who's not looking at this guy that might look around at the others in the area, you'll see them all in frozen expressions of naked awe as they stare at the sky as well. Aside from, you know, yourselves who aren't looking at the sky, but Robert definitely is. Um, do, do you look up to see what the fuss is about, Frank, Jeff, James? I won't because I'm... Jeff, once you wake up, I should say. Once you wake up, you stay. It was only 30 seconds you pass out. Frank, Frank won't because obviously he's terrified of. Okay. So he's not. James, you pull your remember. hands away from your ears and look around. You just see everybody in the audience seems to be looking up except for like you, Frank, and Jeff, who's just waking up. I'm probably going to just like curl up. <laughs> I'm looking <Okay>. down. <laughs> you look down. Um, Robert. You're looking up, so you get a good view as all of a sudden the singing mingles with a kind of a dissonant buzzing, which sets you at ease and raises the hair on the back of your neck. 
um, dark shapes begin diving out of this loathsome sky at the audience and begin randomly snatching individual audience members and dragging them up into the air. To your horror, you realize these are living versions of the paper mache monsters that you saw overhead when you first came in, but these are real. Jesus. They're alive. Um, yeah. Hear Give me a sanity roll. If I hear um, buzzing and screaming, I'm probably going to see what it is. A small boy is grabbed by the head and yanked away from his mother who stares transfixed into the sky. An elderly woman right next to you is jerked out of her seat, leaving nothing but a shoe and a spilled bag to popcorn behind. What the fuck? How did you do, roll- Robert? On your sanity roll. A 99. A 99? Whew, you're going to get a penalty die on all rolls, for sure. Um, and you're also going to lose uh, six sanity points. Okay. Um, without the power to madness and and you are going to have to make a roll of a sort here let me double check this yeah a power check okay i filled the power check Uh, i got a 76 out of 65 okay let me double check each make a power check if they're looking up Okay, got it, right. Um, so you're, you, you, you uh, are still kind of transfixed just by these things. Like you're, you're in fear, of course. I'm sure your face is, uh, is just a, a visage of terror um, since you're, <laughs> you have a bug uh, phobia and they're now just swooping down and scooping audience members up into the air like they're nothing. Um, nobody's screaming, surprisingly. Um, you probably would like to. Uh, maybe you can if you want to. I don't know. Yeah, I'm mean. just going to scream. Okay, so you're the only one screaming at the moment. Um, and the grim calling continues as the curtains, curtains, sorry, pardon me, as the curtains part in the middle on the stage to reveal a kind of throne. Um, it's a simple design with a curved top and inlaid geometric borders of yellow and crimson. On the throne's back is a twisted triskelion design of dull yellow metal that looks nothing like gold. Its murky surface is pockmarked with countless tiny holes, giving it a diseased appearance. It's as if it had once been infested with termites in the past. Um, that's going to require a sanity check um, for anybody who actually looks is looking at the stage. I would be, I'd be able to see Frank this. Is. Uh, James I'd be is, able to okay. see the stage. Yeah. Robert, right. Robert uh, you're still kind of transfixed by the uh, bug, so you might actually be okay I, with this. I, I was a success. I passed as well. Okay. Uh, how about Jeff? You're not looking right on the ground. Oh, you, you passed. Yeah, you I, I took a peek. Okay. Cool. So you all passed. So you all lose four sanity. Okay. And that's oh, about man. a madness. Um, you don't worry. This is the end. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> everything, everything, everything is madness at this point, I think. Okay. Um, you can't get any deeper into the, uh, the, the optional rules of pandemonium at this point. So, um, yeah, if you, by all means, though, if you want to do anything crazy, I fully encourage you to interject at any point in time. Um, so, and, and, and you might want to note on your character sheets now that you're all carrying the, those of you who looked at it. So I guess Robert's safe at the moment because he's transfixed by the bugs, um, the other three of you are all uh, infected with the yellow sign plague, yellow sign curse, whatever you want to call it. Oh, and I run Lady screaming Sorry. out of this uh, out of this place. You sure can. Yeah, you turn, yeah. start running, screaming. Give me a power check. Okay, 
as you uh, see that uh, is a success. an old man yanked up into the sky, not 10 feet away from you by, by these flying bug-like creatures. You got a success or? Yeah, I got a pass. You got a pass? Okay. Um, one of these creatures swoops down at you as well. <laughs> um, let me see here. I guess, yeah, I'll make an, an attack roll. Um, oh, wow. It swoops down and grabs you. You, you run screaming. You, yeah. you get down. You, you might even knock somebody over in the process of getting to the aisle. And you start running towards the back of the tent, um, not even realizing that, 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 that the tent has no roof at this point. The sky is open above you. One of these creatures swoops down and grabs you and starts lifting you up into the uh... air, probably screaming. Um, hearing yeah. him screaming and like hearing it like, raise. That's going to cause me to look. Probably also end up looking up. If you want to break free, it's a it's a, an opposed strength check. Okay. Hmm, I didn't roll great. Um, I'm gonna success. spend ten. I'm I'm gonna spend twelve for a pass. Okay. Um, yeah, I'll say you managed to break free from the thing and you fall um, and, and crash to the ground, taking four points of damage. I'm scrambling. Um, yeah, and. Uh, you, know, you get up and try to continue running towards the back of the tent. Um, what is uh, Frank doing? Uh, Frank stood there the minute. He's kind of contemplating, like, every, all this going on, he's, he's sure. getting angry. He's not on his weed anymore. There's a bitch on the stage. Robert, your bout of madness has passed. Okay. You can act okay. with your free will now. Yeah, I, I, I'm done with this place. I'm going to run out screaming. You start running after Jeff? Yeah, I'm just yeah. going to run out screaming. You actually see Jeff drop to the ground as one of those creatures must have grabbed him and picked him up and dropped him right to like 10 feet in front of you. And he's, he just hits the ground, gets back up, and just starts running. Um, and you're right right, right behind him. Uh, James, what are you doing? Well, if I heard Jeff scream and the like, I would mm. probably like turn my head yeah, you see and, Jeff and Robert booking it. Yeah, I think I'm going to start booking it too. Okay, give me power checks. I need one from you and one from Robert. Oh, seven. So that's an extreme. Nice. Um, uh, yeah, you get scooped up into Bill. the sky by a Bayaki. Oh, that's um, So do you, Robert. Okay. Yeah, I failed. You both, get, you both get snatched and dragged up screaming into the sky. Probably ah, Robert especially ah, is afraid of bugs. Ah. And Frank, you're still looking at the stage, yeah? Uh, is there anything I can... Good. Is there anything I can pick up as like a weapon? There's an old lady's shoe. Okay. There's a chair. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Um, there's no chairs. No. no it's so, you, oh, okay. They're, 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 what do you call those? Um, bleachers. bleachers. I'm gonna yeah, pick bleachers. up. Oh, okay. I'm gonna pick up the old woman's shoe. Lady Sari turns to face the throne. Her song transitioning into a husky chant, and something about the throne changes. At first, it looks as if the surface begins to move, but you soon realize that actually, what's happening is that countless tiny maggot-like worms are writhing and spilling out of all the pinholes in the throne. And they're forming in a mound on the seat. Um, I'm throwing the shoe at Lady Asari, which isn't going to okay, give go me a well. Roll. I'm angry and, you know. 11 out of 40 on my throw. 
I suggest nice. a hard. I could okay, spend a... the luck to make it an extreme. <laughs> uh, you which throw I the will sh- do. Yeah, go for it. But make it an extreme. extreme. Yeah. So you hit her with the shoe. Um, and she her song has transitioned now into a husky chant. You hit her with the shoe. She continues to push on. Um, but you see those two carnies now start moving in towards you. They'll be on you in two rounds. Um, the worms begin taking the shape of a, a seated figure. And Lady Sari reaches down and picks up her tattered jaundiced garment and uh, drapes it over this figure as it continues to form into a human-like shape. Um, its head twitches suddenly and the Yellow King's face turns directly towards you, Frank. Um, give me a sanity check, please. That's fair enough. Uh, Are you mad, right? You, yeah, that's no, a you're fair not mad. You're the only one who hasn't gone mad yet. No, I did, mad. I did go mad. I did go mad with the stars. Yeah. Oh, right. Oh, yeah. So you have a, a penalty die to all that, too. Did you? I, I failed. You can't fumble, right? Uh, oh, I got a 98. So. <laughs> okay, so you didn't. Oh, is no. that a fumble? Is that a fumble? It, is your sanity below 50? Yeah. Yeah? Okay. You lose 30 points of sanity. I uh, 30, did you say 30, yeah? 30, three, zero, okay. 30. Yeah. Okay, cool. As a young girl dressed in a pale flaxen dress walks out on stage, you recognize Alice immediately. Um, she appears stuporous and unaffected by all the chaos around her. Remember, the Bayaki are still calling audience members. Like nearly half of the audience is gone by now. Um, Lady Sari steps back, allowing Alice to kneel before the Yellow King. Now, um, let me see who got scooped up. That was Robert and uh, James, James, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You guys want to make opposed roles? Try to get out of the grip. Um. Yeah, I got a difficulty die. Yeah. This uh, phobia thing going on, right? Oh yeah, um, yeah. You definitely have ninety die. I got a ninety-five, and my strength is fifty. So nope. Okay. You you're getting uh, carried no. away. You're both getting carried away. All right. Do oblivion. <laughs> Um, don't worry, you're, not, you're not on Earth anymore. Cool. Um, <laughs> oh God. So, Frank, you're just uh, you, you just lost thirty points of sanity, but uh, yeah, you do anything as Alice barely got the Yellow King on stage. At this rate, I'm practically on the verge of my brain going boom. So I'm just. So now standing naked behind the girl, Lady Sari raises a dagger. It looks like black glass high over her head. I'm running. Her to... singing reaches a crescendo a few seconds later and after I'm a try to utter silence. Oh, you're going to try to run out and tackle her? Yeah. Yes. That's... Perfect. So uh, you're going to run out. You got to push through a few audience members and pass these two carnies that were coming directly towards yes. you. So give me, um, hmm. Do you have any athletics? We want to call it a dexterity check. Yeah, I can do that. Yeah, I can do that. Go for it. I'm so bad. Okay. I uh, got a a regular, so I can spend the luck because I have luck. You got a regular success? Yeah. yeah. Um, That's fine. That's enough. I got to fail for the opposed role. So, yeah, you you 
duck around, you push past the carnies and they kind of stumble and bump into each other and fall over almost clown like as you uh, rush up onto the stage as Lady Sari, her song has reached a crescendo and uh, the the blade begins to come down. Give me a a move to tackle. Let's call that a uh, brawl check. My one good skill. It's undefended because she doesn't see it coming. You're getting her from getting her from behind. I have seventy. I got a ten, which is an extreme. You tackle her to the ground, and she actually drops the dagger and everything as her song is interrupted. And the yellow king looks at the two of you rolling on the ground, you and this naked woman. Um, and uh, he almost instantly just drops away just empty yellow robes maggots writhing on the stage like wither into cracks and disappear from sight i'm just batshit crazy at this point um a bayaki swoops down out of the sky and grabs lady sorry and carries her up into the sky screaming um and the roof of the tent slams shut it's present again all of a sudden with a carcophonous boom that echoes for several seconds the limelights fade out, leaving the audience in utter darkness. At this point, uh, Jeff, you're still running towards the parking lot. Yeah. Um, yeah. You you hear the boom, though, um, and probably startled by it. Did you look at the sky earlier? Did you see the gray sky and the black stars? Or did I did not? not look up at it. Oh, you didn't. Okay. So, yeah, you wouldn't necessarily notice that. But you definitely hear the boom and feel a change in um, pressure, if you will. Um, some unknown time later, you find yourselves... Um, waking up in your case in the main tent Frank uh, on stage in your case Jeff uh, you're in the uh, like frost covered kind of grass in the clearing surrounded by dozens of other patrons Um, in your case you're in the main tent surrounded by dozens of other patrons Frank Um, but um, I apologize you're not in the main tent you're in the main clearing the tent is gone um, in fact, the entire carnival is gone. Like you're just in the grass, Jeff, and you're just in the, the clearing where the main tent was set up, Frank. And there's dozens of other carnival goers all around you. They all seem kind of confused. Like they don't know what's going on. Um, about 20 feet away, uh, from you, Jeff, um, there's a group of nine. Oh no, sorry. Not, not from you. Sorry. About 20 feet away from you on stage, yeah. Frank. I'm laughing a, maniacally because I'm a group of nine sign. standing stones set in a V shape in this clearing. Several of them are cracked and broken. Apart from these strange monoliths, the odd bit of trash or discarded carnival mm-hmm. toy is all that remains of this carnival of madness. Meanwhile, I'm laughing. You're laughing? Yeah. I'm on free sanity, so I've. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Stunned people around you are staggering to their feet as if they've been sleepwalking. Um, occasional half-hearted call of someone looking for a friend or loved one can be heard. Uh, the, they all seem extremely disoriented and the survivors begin wandering towards the path back to the parking lot that you can see now clearly through the trees since you have all the carnival stuff in the way. Um, it's about 5.30 in the morning if everybody checks their watch. Um, so Robert and James unfortunately you guys were carried away to Carcosa Andy arrived there well ahead of you he's been walking <laughs> along the shore of the lake for quite a while at this point Andy. several hours, several <laughs> hours at least um, 
you can return to your vehicle and leave without issue. Um, see who are survivors, Frank yes. and Frank Jeff. doesn't. Jeff. Frank <laughs> survivor. Frank, is Frank and off. Jeff. Frank did either one of you see the yellow away. sign? You definitely did. Yeah, yeah. I, I did. Yeah. So you're carrying the uh, yellow sign plague to wherever you're I, headed. Oh, I yeah. walk off. I just walk. I keep walking and walking. I don't even acknowledge Jeff. I just keep walking. Maybe away from where Jeff was. So okay, so don't go to the vehicle. No, nope, okay. I just walk. Jeff, you still got the the vehicle keys, like in your probably in your hand, right? Because you were running for the car. All right. Yeah. I look you look around. Pillars. You don't see. You don't see any sign of Andy, Robert, or James. They're not here. What are these pillars? Some kind of old standing stone. Some kind of weird monolith. That like, do I see the sign on any of them? As a matter of fact, you do see one painted on the side of one. Okay, yeah. so I'm just gonna get into the mystery machine and just smash into it. I don't care what happens to myself. Okay. You just smash your van into it like full speed. Yep. Okay. Uh, we'll see here. I'm still uh, in the van. Yeah. <laughs> you end up taking about 16 points of damage oh, yeah. as you yeah. destroy your van and um, knock over the stone, breaking it. Um, what's your luck? Uh, my luck is 40. Unfortunately, you did not damage the yellow sign. You just knocked over the stone and destroyed, totaled your van and killed yourself. Yes. And Frank is left wandering off. Uh, In my Scooby-Doo outfit. I knew it was going to get dark, but usually it's dark when when people fail to stop the ritual. But you guys stopped the ritual and still managed to get a really dark end. And and Ian, I survived. Mm. Oh, yeah. That's a first, isn't it? At least for me. So that's it. There you go. That's the conclusion. It kind of accelerated quite a bit towards the end, but that's because um, Andy descended so fast down the levels of pandemonium, which is kind of like an unreality. It's, 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 think of like parallel universes, parallel dimensions and stuff, right? He ended up on a much lower level than you were on, which is why you ended up basically in two different realities. Um, Robert and, and I caused... ended up getting an apartment together in Carcosa. On, uh... Right. Yeah, the upper east side. <laughs> I live down the street. <laughs> James comes to visit every now and then. Sometimes we have um, tea with Hastor. We're on. We're, yeah, on we're on floor seventeen and a half. That's Carnival of Madness. <laughs> it is available now on Miskatonic Repository. I like that scenario. Uh, it, it has released since our last session. So, uh, if anybody enjoyed this, please feel free uh, to check us out. If you don't uh, want to spend twelve dollars on Carnival of Madness, we got. A couple of uh, books out now that are only like three bucks. I have two adventures each in them. So hope you guys and had fun playing. And I'll stick around if anybody wants to have an after game kind of spoiler talk. Totally down. Definitely. Well, the thing that I noticed when I wrote you about was when I looked at the map, I realized. Yeah, I know right away. Sign. Yeah, you're the first person to ever cop that from the <laughs> isometric map. Uh, let me it show you weird. the top-down map. Was, I'll put that in the handouts. But. It was weird, too, the way I did it, because I was sitting here and thinking, oh, I've been to the Ren Fair. This is kind of laid out like the Ren Fair, where you go in and you go like this, and I'm like, oh. <laughs> I think this is the one. If right, Tom well, hadn't not... pointed out, it would have flown right over my head. Yeah, definitely. Because I'm not, I'm not even... I, I know next to nothing about Haster. 
Yeah, you know what? Neither did I before we wrote this scenario. I just know like the whole gist about the play nice. and the yellow sign, but I had nice. no idea what the sign looked like. You want to go ahead and uh, we'll finish it up and then we can talk afterwards. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm done. That that was the ending. I think there's no real rewards. I, did we write rewards into the scenario? Don't think have, it's going to matter. No, for considering no, we're insane, so. We did, right. but, it, um, you know, uh, let, let's do it real quick. Let's, let's, let's do it real quick. Just to say rewards. Um, where is that? That's going to be right. <laughs> You're actually somewhat sane, Frank. Technically, you know, one oh person survived, Frank, um, and he does. Yeah, well, he does have the curse. Do <laughs> oh yes, outcomes. Um, did I not write in rewards? Oh, we no. I guess we didn't write in rewards. Fuck your rewards. <laughs> <laughs> the rewards um, are they get to eat soft food for the rest of their lives. Here's what I'll do. You, you you did save the girl, Frank. You stopped Lady Sari's plot to overthrow the world. Uh, well, not to overthrow the world, but to, uh, sorry, to, to permanently bridge Carcosa and Earth. Um, Shoo. So I am going to give you 22 um, sanity points, right, for a reward, right? Um, however, yeah, we'll just leave it at that. We'll leave it at that. You did lose like all of your friends in the process, but I, I, I might just start a cult. I think that I feel that's the way Frank will go. He's, he's into weed. He's just gonna start <laughs> his own like all the weird member, cult. All the members have to wear dog costumes. Yeah, and, and <laughs> don't want a hound of Tindalos. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, he's just gonna. He's gonna be like claws cool. from like uh, Umbrella Academy. Hey, on yeah. the bright side, Andy, you never have to sing that stupid theme song again. That's true. Mm-hmm. Our players included uh, Sham Sabin, Josh Harwood, Dakota Davis, Alex Sun, and myself, with Ian Christensen as the Keeper of the Secrets. We have a Discord server where you can chat with our other members. You can set up private games and learn the finer arts of gameplay and game mastering. We provide audio-only versions of our shows, free for you to download from Podbean or iTunes. If you'd like to help support our show, please visit our Patreon account. Just a dollar to a month helps us a lot. Like, share, and subscribe to our channel and punch the bell icon for updates on our latest shows. And leave us some comments. We enjoy reading them and answer any questions you might have. This is Tom Rayleigh, together with all the members of our gaming club, inviting you to journey with us once again into the darkness for another adventure into the universe of H.P. Lovecraft and the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. Until next time, good luck and good gaming.